Well, I'm the host of Tonio Time Daily. I'm in Tonio Myers, and I'm with my second regular guest. Um, uh, her name is Levita Haynes, and y'all know her, but I'm having new listeners. That's why I said her name again. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> So what is on Vita's mind today? Vita is at home. I'm under the weather, guys. You guys got to forgive me. And my grandson is sick, too. So we're kind of doing this little partnership right now. So I'm waiting on his daddy to come get him. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, nothing. I'm just at home. Man, I can't go. I work in the emergency room. So I, as long as I'm sick, I can't go to work. Um, you know, which is cool because that means I get to sleep in. So. <laughs> I mean, hey, that that that's excellent. You know, to be able to keep them from getting sick, and you help other people to try their best not to stay or get sick. I right. mean, hey, you get you know you deserve your vacation. Now we know that frontline workers should have been treated kindly this whole time. They should have been, but, you know, you have a lot of people that don't believe in modern medicine. They don't believe in hospitals. They believe that when you go to a hospital, they make you more sick than what you were when you walked in the door. And in some cases, that is true. Um, but to all my front lines, I salute y'all. I salute y'all. Yeah, I've been, I've made two, I make friends out of some frontline workers going to Harris Teeter every Sunday, you know, make sure my groceries are packed and I always give them the utmost kindness. I've been that way before COVID. You have to be. I mean, it shouldn't have took a pandemic for people to appreciate people, you know what I mean? It shouldn't have took all of this. It should have been, this should have been quite common sense if you're asking me, but I've learned some people don't have common sense, so hey. I call it few cents. <laughs> <laughs> and and so um, what were we talking about yesterday? Because we were on a roll. We was, and I am so mad that the audio got messed up. Oh my gosh. Um, yesterday we were talking about um, personal experiences with racism. Okay. And where, we, where we left off. And, um, I mean, I experienced it last week, you know, at that mm. hell hole of other place I was at. Um, and the place that I was at last week, that wasn't what I do on a professional level. That was just something that I was going to be doing um, as far as that. But anytime you tell, you guys forgive me because I'm not racist by far, but anytime you tell a black woman, you're going to go sit in the back office with my husband, which is a white man, and you are an old white woman. Mm. I'm feeling some type of way. It, it's not what was said. It was how it was said. You know, mm -hmm. it was just like, no. I mean, she was slinging her little stringy ass hair. I'm sorry, y'all, but it pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> She's stringing her hair and no, you're gonna go. Oh no. First of all, I don't even know who you're talking to. So I'm very professional. 
But when you take me out that zone, I'll, let, I'll put you back in your place. I just looked at her like, does she really just come in here and, and yeah, so um, it's really sad that it is still exists even today, mm. the way that it does. I won't say that it's sad the way that it exists today because I'm sorry, I don't care how much rallying anybody do, how much rioting anyone do. Racism is not going anywhere. It may go to be, you know, back on a hush hush like it was many years ago. Right. But it's not. Yeah. It's, it's not going anywhere. We hate it up. Mm. Any other experiences that have been racist to you? Oh, that's a lot. I live in Nebraska, so they known for that. There was, I remember growing up, my grandmother used to always tell us. Now, keep in mind, I live further out in the neighborhood I live in just even a few years ago. You didn't see any color folks, whether you were Native American, whether you were Mexican, Black, didn't matter. If you had some type of color, and I mean natural color, not something that you laid in the damn tanning booth and got. I mean a natural <laughs> color to your skin, you wasn't in the neighborhood that I live in right now. So they've come a mighty, mighty long way. And my neighbors, for the most part, is cool. You know, I don't bother them, they don't bother me, and I like to keep it that way. But uh, growing up, my grandmother, we couldn't go past 72nd Street, okay? We live on 19th Street. So for those of you who don't know, if you've never heard me say this, I was born and raised in the Bottoms, okay? My grandmother bought a house there before it was considered the Bottoms in 1962. And that's the same house that she passed away in, in 2005. But anyway, that was on 19th. We couldn't go past a certain point on 24th Street, okay? Ouch. And if you did go past 24th Street, you had to go up the main street. There were certain stores that we could go in, like uh, Kmart. They had a place called Wilco. There was a drive-in theater. But... We could only go from like a straightaway turn and straightaway. We couldn't keep going straight down. There was like a whole, when we were able to go once to that side of town, it became a whole nother world to us. Now keep in mind, y'all, this was back in the 80s. Okay. Wow. This Damn. was back in the 80s. Um, we just couldn't, we, we couldn't do it, you know, <laughs> at all. Yes, Chris, yes. What do you want? A bonnet shirt. A what? A bonnet. I don't know what you want. A bonnet shirt. Okay, give me a second. Drink your milk and I'll be with you, okay? Okay. okay. <laughs> He's very independent. <laughs> He's only two, you guys. He's about to start freaking me. Um, and my son, I told you I have a biracial son. Um, and his dad's family, even to this day, and my son will be 24, don't like him because his mother is black. That's fucked up. They didn't meet my son until he was five because he was black. They treated him different, you know, and as he got older, he used to ask, Mom, why they treat me so different? I said, as you get older, you'll understand because it was too young for me to explain it. Right, but as right. he got older, he completely understood. Um, put the down. 
And it was really hard to see him go through that. You know, they didn't go to his graduation. That's um, shitty. My son is a, he's a hip hop artist. They don't go to his shows when he does them local. Um, mm. And I mean, and he has a daughter now. And I mean, his daughter's mom is white or whatever. But his daughter, that's my, I call her chipmunk because her cheeks are so big. <laughs> <That's my chipmunk. laughs> she, you know, my son's fair complexed. Very fair complexed. You know, if you looked at him, if you didn't see the texture of his hair, if he just had all of his hair, even that, you really can't even tell that his hair is just thick, but he got that fine, soft little hair, you would have thought that most of his hair is white. Right, right. You know, you look at his daughter, who's his complexion, you know, and she got that thin hair like her mother. Hmm. Oh, so, that my, they'll, they'll get the phone. See, we're both having our entanglements. <laughs> hi. You want to say hi? Say hi. This is my Hi. Say hi. <laughs> I'm glad they finally got the phone. It was nice meeting her. She's nice. <laughs> He's a boy. He's got long, pretty hair. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> and so it, it was hard dealing with that. And like I said, Nebraska's racist, period. There, we can go into Walmart in the hood or Walmart way out. We'll still get followed. So it doesn't matter which location we go. I mean, they follow us like, you know, like who wants to go to Walmart to steal something like last night because you know they got a habit of actually can I see your receipt my husband would be like no <laughs> and he will do it because it's not the law you know for you to do it and he always says no he's like okay because you just watch me check out you know what I mean you just literally watch me check out and they want to ask I went to the mm. store last night to go get me some cough stuff um for this chest code I got and I had a gallon of milk. I don't put my milk in a bag. I think it's quite nice. We have a handle for it. This lady helped me, okay? Put the stuff in my cart. And you know, she still asked me for the receipt. Oh, I, I said, didn't you? Hey, don't do that. I said, didn't you just help me? Didn't you just? I said, hell no. <laughs> hell no. And she act like she had an attitude about it, but you just literally helped me. You know what I mean? So right. So it, it, it happens a lot here. It happens literally a lot, depending on where you're at, especially if you're in North Omaha. Give me this. Bye. If you're in North Omaha, which is basically oh. our black side. We like to call it the black side because that's it's more diverse now, uh, thank God. Um, but that's primarily where everybody is. The gangs, the hoods. I mean, they're everywhere because everybody's in, you know somewhat evolved. But for the most part, everybody's still down there. You go down there, it's a whole entire different dynamic. I mean, the cops will pull you over for a car seat, for one person in a car. 
Yeah. They'll have like their canine unit. They do all of that. And it's like, who does that really? For one person? You searching my car over a routine traffic stop? You know? Mm. So driving my black DWB. Yeah. So I have to tell my son, because I have a son that's dark brown like I am, which is my grandson's dad. I have to tell him all the time, you have to be careful where you go. You got to be careful, you know, what you say. I said, because you already have a double-edged sword. You're young and you're black. It really is triple because you're a man. You know what I mean? And it's really sad that even in this day and age, you still have to have these conversations with your children or grandkids nieces, nephews, whoever. This shouldn't even be a conversation any longer. But unfortunately, it is. That's the world we live in. And to me, it is sad as hell that I have to still sit there and my grandson is always up to stuff. When he gets quiet, don't he up to something. That is my son's child. But um, it's really sad that you have to have any conversation that's about it. Now, I'm not saying that people shouldn't be educating. You should be educating your children on it, but you're not educating your kids. You are basically saying, listen, if you don't do this, you will die. You know what I'm saying? And it's bad that you have to put it that way, but that's reality. This is reality of the situation. If you don't, you will die. But our police department here, <laughs> they don't care who about what they do. They don't care. There's a young man that got killed when he was in a protest thing back in June, July. It was a young man that got killed by a store owner because the store owner said he felt threatened. The little boy didn't have no weapon. Ah, yeah, yikes. And he was on the sidewalk, okay? He wasn't inside of the establishment, but they were like, well, somebody busted the window. Okay, well, did you see this child do it? Mm. The answer to the question was, no, they did not. They assumed the owner pulled out a gun, shot the child. Now, keep in mind, his concealed to carry permit was expired. So his, here it is, wow. this white man just shot this black child. What justice is it at? I, I just, I don't get it, you know, as far as that's concerned. I, I don't, and I hate to I take, oh, God, dude, look at that. Your dad will kill you by getting your clothes dirty. I don't care. Um, my whole, I don't know. I'm so conflicted on the situation because, like I said, it shouldn't even be a conversation. So we got a pandemic going on, you know, and people are still acting, the cops are still, they hide behind a badge, and I'm so sorry. I personally don't have the faith in our police department, our government. Let's take it a little further, because it starts mm-hmm. up there. It had to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. They have slapped people on the hand, slapped them on the hand so much till it's just like dealing with a child. You keep telling them no, 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 no. That's they know that's all you're gonna do is say no. 
that's a slap on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so you actually put some type of consequence in place. Mm-hmm. They're going to keep doing it over and over and over and over and over again. And it's just like, okay, when will this end? Mm. Woo! When will it end? It's not. See, what people have to understand, what we see in the news today has been going on way before I was born, you were born, our parents, their parents. Mm-hmm. This has been a repeated cycle. So even if life's going on with the uh, George Floyd, even what's going on with his case right now, his family deserves justice. They do. All Absolutely. families do. Right. Yep. They all deserve some justice. Definitely. However, don't get your hopes up. That's how much faith I got in our whole system. And keep in mind, I was a law major. I went to law school. That was my thing. But I have no faith in it. No faith whatsoever. It's like, don't get your hopes up. Every law has a loophole. So if this man is acquitted and he walks, don't be mad. Why are you mad about something that you should already expect? It's not going to change anything. Mm. What is it going to change? Y'all going to riot? Y'all going to loot? Y'all turn up your own shit. We don't care. You, you see what I'm saying? Let, let's be clear. I think it's a sad situation how that man had to lose his life. Police officers are sworn to protect and serve. But that's not, we got to protect ourselves against them. And it's bad to say that, but that's just the way it is. We have to protect ourselves against them because they're not protecting us. Don't expect for nothing to happen. I'm sorry. Y'all go out here, y'all gonna lose. Y'all gonna do everything. Y'all tearing up y'all own shit because it doesn't affect D.C. It doesn't affect Nebraska. It's going to affect Minneapolis because your property value is going to go down and your property tax is going to go up. You got to pay for that. Don't go out there and tear up. I'm going to tell you what you do. You put people in your local government to represent you. That way, maybe things will change. If you don't like nobody that's running, get your shit together and you run yourself. That's how you're going to make a difference. Not by going out here, tearing up. They hear you. They see you. Mm-hmm. You're just still labeling us as angry black people. You know what I mean? And I would say we're righteously angry black people because they make seem like right. anger is wrong. No, injustice means the result is righteous anger. Well, that's how it's supposed to be. Right. That's how it's supposed to be, but come on, you and I both know that's not, not going to happen, right? It's not going to happen. So people have really got to, you know, because I was watching, I'm not following the case at all. Um, I'll just be completely clear. Me I neither. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I'm that hopeless on that it, one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard bits and pieces. My husband will come in from work and he'll turn it on and he'll watch it, you know, because he tries to stay up on it. And he'll tell me, oh, no, that's whatever. But as far as me sitting down, giving it my undivided attention, that's not going to happen. I have not really given any case that since the Trayvon Martin case. You right. know what I mean? 
I'm too pissed to fuck off to watch coverage of the same old more than likely acquittal of the white man. Especially yeah. the Rodney King thing. You would think, oh my god, this is the first time it's been videotaped to the world masses of people. Look what happened to them. This is 92. I'm going to tell you. Black people were so fickle. And I'm talking to our own people here. Because they know they can give some of us money mm. and set the hell up and we'll go on about our day. Wow, we're turncoats to each other. We are. We really are. And I mean, George Floyd's brother said it best. He said, yeah, they offered us $27 million. He said, they did. He said, it's not the money we want. We want justice for our brother. We can't get our brother our brother back, so is that $27 million we'll give him back? Pay for somebody to never come back? That's heartless. And that's it's basically to shut you up. It's just like, no offense, it's just like with the stimulus money. Yes, people need it. I will not tell you that they do not. But I think a lot of things is put into play as a diversion to shut you up for at least a moment. You know what I mean? Hush if money. I give these people, yeah, if I give these people this amount of money, they're going to go back. And what y'all didn't realize and what y'all don't know is you just gave it right back to them. That's why they're so eager to give it to you. You're about to give it right back. So, you know what I mean? They gave it, the government gave it to you so you can give it back to them. What I mean by that, they gave you $1,400. Let's just say that's all you got. They gave you $1,400, and your ass is probably at Walmart, Best Buy, and nine times out of ten, you did not pay any bills with it. You didn't pay your rent. You didn't pay your lights. You didn't pay your gas, because that's just the way people think. Oh, I got this little bit of money, and then, you know, now you got this um, relief plan they have for, like, landlords that uh, pay your rent and everything up for 12 months or whatever. People are... Listen, the government has made it to the point to where people, you're relying on them. Mm-hmm. They're making you yay bitch. Let's be honest with you. They're yes. making you they bitch. Yes. And if you need the help, I'm not telling you not to go get it. If you need the help, by all means, please go get it. Right. But for those who do not, leave it alone. Let it go. It's, it's too much. I think somebody's at my door. I'm about to walk with you. It's, it's too much. It's, it's way too much. No, that's my dog acting crazy. I have a crazy dog, let me tell you. It's, <laughs> it's, way, it's way too much. People have got to understand that we live in a world that we're so divided. You know what I mean? We're so divided. It, it, it's bad because when we need something or someone, we don't even have our backup. We don't have no backup. Not even from each other. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're so against each other. We, we have no backup. We are prejudiced against one another. Not even so much as, yeah. I mean, you know, Ra- the other races. Black, but- black racism can be internal within our own community. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, but my husband says, well, be there in a sense, everybody's borderline racist. I'm like, why would you say that? You know, because I always have to ask him, where, where the hell did you get this from? You know, because he thinks different. Excuse me. He thinks real different. He was like, because 
He said, everybody is. He said, it is not intentional and it's not a bad thing. You know, he was like, I'm not saying it's bad. He was like, because I don't knock nobody. He said, because I think there's good white people out there. You know, he said, I think there's good black people out there. He said, but we all, when something flips up, especially if it happens in a hood or a bad neighborhood or somewhere, the first thing we think of, oh, they was black. We, we kind of stereotype. We already have this stereotypical thing going on already before we even know if they're black, white, just like all these mass shootings. But oh, that was a white man. Black folks don't do that. You, you see what I'm saying? We already have this bias and everything going on. Like, we already know this. And so that's what he was meaning by it. You know, he was like, no. He was like, but it's always going to be like that. Because he and I, like we were talking on my podcast before our communication got all broke up. Um, <laughs> for real. Um, how we were talking about how they're implementing in a law where it basically shields Asian. They're protected. And I'm like, what the hell? What about us Black folks? Where is the Stop the Black Hate Movement? That's That was us trying to forge the movement. Civil Rights Movement was the 1960s Stop Black right. Hate Movement. I'm like, right. wow. Now, they put into... You know, it is really funny because now they didn't put it, they put it into law where it stopped the hate on these Asians because people are walking up, knocking the hell out of Asian people. I don't condone that. I don't condone that by far. But damn, look what people do to us. If you can put one in, you need to put all. I'm not for the law. I'm sorry, I'm really not. Anybody who vote for it, all I can do is shake my head. That's all I'm going to do is shake my head because to me that's some bullshit. It's some bullshit. I'm okay. sorry, that's the way it feels. It's some bullshit. I mean, yeah, we're about equal opportunity preservation of any human community, not just a singular one. Right. Okay, I got to make sure. Uh-oh. The Zoom thing is giving me a little, giving me some sound like you're out of time. I'm like, no, it shouldn't be like that. But yeah, it's, I don't know. I I personally think it's a lot of, I don't know. Uh, I, really, I can't even say. We live in a world till it's bad when certain things happen or certain people do certain things. We just like, you know, it's a natural reaction for us now because we're so used to it. We are so used to the nonsense till it's almost second nature to us, you know? And it should not ever be that way, you know? I mean, here it is. I know you heard it said that the pandemic came from a bat. And You don't want them one? Okay, come here. And I'm like, a bat? Okay, so where does bat come from? Who else? You, you, you see what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> it led to many questions because a lot of people said that it was 
COVID was created in a lab. I can see that. I can see that. Um, but my whole thing is, I keep saying it's in our food, in our water. And I'll tell you why. When COVID first started last year, well, I think it actually started in 2019, if you really want to get technical. But COVID-19, you're right, you're right. I think it started in 2019, personally. But when COVID first started, you know, and they put everybody on quarantine, whatever case may be, you have people even right now that still have not been outside their homes. You know, they're getting their groceries delivered, they're getting everything. And some of them, a very good percentage of them, have contracted COVID-19. Now, if I haven't been in contact with anybody who's had it, when you're delivering my groceries, you're not handing them to me. So we're not, you know, exchanging any of that. You're just leaving them on my porch or in my driveway or wherever. How the hell did I get it? Mm. It said it's airborne, but if I'm masked up, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I personally think it's in some of the food. I think it's in certain water. I think it's in, they're not telling us everything and they're not going to tell us everything. Y'all can call it conspiracy. You can call it what? But as far as your vaccinations, you can keep them uh, here in Nebraska. They have opened it up where anybody who's over the age of 18 can get it. They're also recommending pregnant people get it. Newborns get it. Nah, keep it. I'll take my chances. I will take my chances because to me, that's some bullshit. You don't have enough data for me. You know what I mean? And it's okay for those who's getting it, but I'm all about the numbers because you're telling us what it will do, but you're not telling what it won't do. You see what I'm saying? You're not telling me enough. And I can't just be, like I said, I work for emergency room. So they're like, well, right now it's optional whether or not y'all take it. And that's only for, and that's not for everybody. Depending on what you do within the hospital and everything else, you may have to. You have a lot of people that are quitting their jobs because they're like, I'm not taking that shot. I won't do it. And I don't blame them. You know what I mean? Knowledge is power. But if you're not giving me any knowledge, I'm giving you power. You know what I mean? That means you got control over what I know. And when they were like, well, it's um, plasma and animal DNA and something else. I know it's plasma, and they say it's part of animal DNA, like from apes and monkeys and all that kind of stuff, part of their DNA um, and some other stuff that's in it. First of all, have you seen people that donate plasma? Because I know some people that donate plasma, <laughs> and they shouldn't be donating no plasma. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you mean. You know, they're drug addicts. They're... You know, some of them probably have HIV or AIDS. They don't screen you for any of that. You have a questionnaire and you fill it out. I've never donated plasma, but I, like I said, I've been, I do in the healthcare field, so I know what they're doing. And it's like a little questionnaire. Do you have this, 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 this? If you say no or whatever, they put you in the seat, put the little thing in, draw your blood, take the platelets out, put your blood back in. They're not taking your blood, they're taking the platelets. That's all plasma is. And if you have COVID and they put it in the shot. So what you're doing is plasma. And now they want anybody who's ever had COVID to come and donate plasma. So that way they can get your antibodies. So to give it to somebody else to fight it off. 
No. Hell no. Nope. Okay. And I'm like, no. It's okay for those who are going to get it. I'll never tell nobody that's going to do it. I mean, that's your life, you know? But do your homework first. Know what you're getting into. Know which vaccine you're getting. Because one over the other, one may work better than the other. Like one they said was, oh, it's 79%. Come to find out it's only 72% or 74%. That's a big difference. You know what I mean? That, that's a, that's a, a whole... It's one thing if you told me it was 79, is really 78. When you said it was 79 and you just jumped down, we have an issue. Just do your research on what you're putting in your body. Make sure your body can take it. You know, and a lot of people don't know that. Everybody, oh, I got my vaccination. I can go outside. Uh, you can still get it. <laughs> your symptoms is just not as bad. We had a meeting about it and they're like, no, people can still get it. I don't know why people think because you're vaccinated, you can't get it. You can still get it and you can still pass it. The shot just prevents your symptoms from becoming life-threatening. That's all it is. Hmm. Now, I know I've told you the racism experiences I experienced when I'm explaining in full detail for my audience because I haven't explained it to them yet. Let's oh, see. wow. Right. Uh, number one, I, and you already, and Vita already knows, but I'm a, yeah. for the audience. Let's see. I had hung out with a former friend of mine in college. This was about my sophomore year. Yes. And I was at his college dorm apartment. He introduced me to his mother, and his mother and I were very nice, very cordial with each other. I did not get any negative aura or any harmful vibes. Dad, same outcome. Very nice, very cordial. Again, no funny business is going on. A couple of days later, he leans over to me and says, my dad wanted to know, he asked me, What's that N-word doing with you? Why are you hanging with this N-word? He actually said the word, which made it worse. Which means that it's used in his home on a consistent basis in a derogatory way. Yeah. Number two, I was coming back from my awesome day at school. I think I got straight A's that day in college. So I'm walking with, I'm walking back to my dorm. I finished school early that day. And teachers gave me wonderful highlights and I received them graciously. Um, all of a sudden, as I'm about to put my keys in the door to walk in, this red pickup truck pulls up on me. And he rolls down the window. I said, okay, is he is he a tourist? Or is he asking for lost direction? Is he trying to learn more about the college? If so, I was like, okay, I'll talk to him. Because that used to happen right. all the time. People would come through. Hey, this apartment's, this Beacon College Village Apartments and this campus, tell me more. So I was used to that. But right. the way he looked at me, I said, 
uh-oh, shit's right. about to go down. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and so he rolled down his window, looked in my direction. Hey, we're looking for a young black male with a hoodie. Do you know him? And I had, and and my family constantly gave the high road talk. So what Michelle Obama said about keep your, you know, when they go low, you go high. I, I I heard that talk at 10, 11, 12, 9, 8, I mean, so on and so forth. Right. So I felt my blood pressure rising. I was like, man, I, my flesh wants me to do what I feel like doing, but that means that the casualties will be, I'm kicked out of college, I'm arrested. No, I want no jail time for me. So I said to him, sir, my family and I, we are morally successful people. We believe in academic success. We're none of the stereotypes you were taught in the media and, your, and in your community, in your community. And we are upstanding, outstanding human beings. And sir, don't put the ignorance you were taught upon me, my family, my whole race, because most of my, the race I'm a part of, we are people who are compassionate, people who are kind-hearted, people who are bright, we're scholarly, and we're very intellectual people. Right. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, young man, keep up the good work in school and life, my dear son. Have you a blessed good day. Drove off, never saw him again. And I think that's the biggest issue with a lot of them because I tell everyone, you're not born racist. That's something that is taught. And you're taught that at a very young age for that to be, you know, part of your routine, to hate someone else. That means hate was taught. You know, I'm not going to like you because your skin is darker or I'm not going to, you know. And that's not cool. You would think being in 2021, we should have at least somewhat evolved. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But since our last, since the 45th was in, it came out more. You know, he got these people thinking that, oh, I can go out there and I can say, you're in where you're in where you're in. See, listen, I ain't always been the person that's right here on this podcast. I'm just letting everybody know. There are certain things that I will not tolerate, will not let you do. First of all, you're not getting in my face and calling me the N-word and you are a Caucasian. You might get your face knocked off because I don't have time to educate you. That's not my job to educate you. That was your parents' job to educate you. But you got it from them, so they need some educating themselves. It becomes a repeated cycle. It becomes repeated, 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 repeated. And people don't get that. Racism is not going anywhere. I never told you this story, but I said it on my podcast when I first started doing podcasts almost three years ago. Um, actually, almost two years ago. Um, my grandmother, my dad's mom, was murdered by the Arkansas police in 1977. And my dad would never in his lifetime, he would never talk about how his mom was murdered. He was in Vietnam. So my dad was in Vietnam. He fought in Vietnam. And um, he would never talk about 
how she died, whatever, to one day he was like, no. She was murdered by Little Rock, Arkansas Police in 1977. Um, they shot her in cold blood and left her. He found out about it, you know. Uh, they told him, and then he had to come home and, you know, do all that kind of stuff. So, like I said, police killing people has not just started. It has affected everyone in some shape or form, whether we know it or not. You know what I'm saying? Whether we know it or not, we're all affected by it. You know, for, I mean, my sons go out the door or they're out somewhere, I get nervous. I get so nervous that I'm gonna get a phone call saying, oh, the cop shot. You know what I mean? And as a parent, that's not a feeling that we should ever want or have to feel. Because it's not, if you notice when they're killing, now we got some cops here. Now there's cops, we got people that get killed here by the cops, okay? It doesn't make national news. It doesn't make any of that, but we have some. And that being here, it's like the Hispanic cops and the black cops that's doing it. I don't care, a cop is a cop. I don't give a damn about your race or your color. A cop is a cop at the end of the day. You swore in with that badge to be one. Oh, you can't get in. Hold on, they're bringing the new baby in. You swore to be one. And Up there. Up there. Oh, well, I'm in the middle of the podcast. Oh, her belly is gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's when they're sworn in, it's like I said, it's just one. You're one. You're not looked at as that's Sergeant Hernandez. Oh, that's officer. You know, you know what I mean? It's you got. <laughs> you got a badge. You got. Y'all protect each other. And so me and my husband had this conversation yesterday. So I was like, well, I don't think all my cops are bad. He said, What did you say? I said, I don't think all cops are bad. He said, Why? I was like, I think there's some good. He said, Okay. He said, I used to think that too until all these killings. And the rest of them are just watching. They say nothing. He says so that makes them just as bad as the person who actually did it. So no, they're all bad. And I was like, okay, you can look at it that way, you know. So like with the whole George Floyd thing, you did not see. And I, I actually sat there and watched the tape from the nine one one, not the one that they showed on TV, from the cell phone. They showed the nine one one, caught it on camera. You did not see one cop out there trying to get him off of him. I didn't even know that he was in the back of the squad car. Ah, my, my phone again. You want to get it? That's my friend. I'm trying to tell him that I can't right now. 
Uh, I'm in the middle of a podcast. I can't move it. You can move it, though. Oh, yeah, it moves. No, I'll move it. But <clears throat> they, watched him. they watched him put him in the back of the squad car. He was in the squad car. He took him out the squad car. And that's when the whole altercation threw him to the ground. But it's okay. So this whole entire time, I'm thinking like, okay, so it didn't look like he was trying to put up a fight. You know what I mean? To begin with, oh, no footage I've seen. But I never knew that they put him in the squad car and then took him out. And then for this, so my husband says, okay, do you see any of them cops right there? Trying to help that man. And then the defense attorney gonna say, well, the reason why he had his, he was kneeled down on him so long was because the people that was telling him, you know, the bystanders was telling him, you know, to get off of him and that became a distraction. So he lost track of time. This is the world we live in. We live in a hateful ass world. Hateful, hateful, hateful. Yeah, I have more stories to contribute to the conversation. I remember my freshman year, it, I was walking to class, so I had my backpack on. I think I had an umbrella on. It was slightly raining, but it was one of those clouds that looked like it raining, but it didn't. But I always had it as a precaution. Mm-hmm. So I'm walking to campus, and I see Frank's. Frank was the college place for, you know, drinking and bars and hanging out. It was uh, the hangout. Yeah, it was across from the <laughs> campus. So you had this pickup truck come in, you know, come through, and um, the pickup truck had a white guy who had one arm with the Confederate flag and the other arm was with a rifle, screaming his love for the Confederacy. And you also had the white drivers saying, yay, Confederate USA, right? And I'm traumatized in that moment. And I didn't always do as well as I want to academically because it was hard to concentrate on um, constantly getting, I couldn't constantly get straight A's. And that was one of the reasons it was so hard to focus. I think that was the biggest and reason it was so hard to focus and concentrate that this whole high road black personhood thing i hated it i'm like i shouldn't have to (laughs) i shouldn't fucking have to do any of this shit you really shouldn't (laughs) but it's the world we live in (laughs) And, and then another time and i told you this I'm at Cracker Barrel in Leesburg, Florida, eating with one of the church pastors. I attend their church, and it was a group of white men, and we're just eating, having fun. Well, I thought that was that. That it turns out to be different on their end. And once I explained this, one of them said, 
I wish the South won the Civil War. And I, everybody looked at me, including the pastor, but didn't say anything. They would look at me nervously from time to time, but talk about other things that they were talking about. I and, mean, why, why, but have you ever asked yourself why did they feel so comfortable to say that? Oh, yes, yes. And I hated the honest answer because racism yeah. is comfortable for them. White supremacy excites them. And telling myself that truth, it really fucked me up. It fucked with me as a fucked up feeling. Yeah, I could I could see that because here it is. You're with a church. You know what I mean? A church group. And church is what they, they say you're supposed to practice love. Not supposed hate. to. <laughs> supposed to was the key word. Practice love and not hate. And here it is. You're there with a, your pastor and everybody else. And it's almost like that's hypocritical. You teach me to love, but you hate me because of the color of my skin. That's a hard truth. Yeah. You know, and, and sometimes you can't always take the high road. I'm always taking... I'm, before taking the high road because bond money kind of high but at the same time you got to stand your ground you know what I mean it's like I can't be apologetic for the way I feel I can't be apologetic for the nonsense somebody else does you know the only person I'm responsible for is me it's in the kitchen on the counter what what I don't know, but just when I got up. My son, he always leaves his debit card. He'll lose it again a couple of days. I had to order another one. But it's crazy. And I think a lot of times that's why you have a lot of people that don't believe in organized religion because it's so hypocritical. You know, like I said, you practice, you're saying, don't hate, but you hate me for the fact that I'm a woman. You know, because you got a lot of them don't like the fact that because I'm a woman, I'm automatically a sin. Then I'm a black woman, so I'm really a sin. You know, lynch her. You know, it's crazy that we still live in a world like that. Like, you still have places down south that generally still believe in lynchings and hangings and you know, and, they still have slave quarters. And, and the, the end of that particular story was I got in the pastor's car and he just drove me home and he didn't share anything. And I said to myself, if he couldn't say anything in the moment, there's nothing for us to talk about. And but you couldn't, right, and that's, what, that's why I don't get Why didn't the pastor at least say, hey, that's not appropriate? Or even if he believed it, you know what I'm saying? Ooh, a pastor. Mm. Why didn't you say, hey, that was not appropriate, you know, or hey, guys, we're not, that's, that's not right. But instead, y'all have this awkward silence, I'm sure. That's what happened. On the way home, like, and in that moment, if it was me, it was like, you agree with him. 
Yeah, you know silence is a grant. That that happened to me. That's true. Sadly. Yeah. And and I'm so sorry that that had to happen. You know, that's just not what's up. But you know, they always say if you really want to know where you stand with a person, catch them outside of their comfort zone. You know what I mean? And there's more of the discomfort zone they kept placing me in against my will. Um, I told you a story about how I'm with this white family, the same church that I was in. Um, it was me hanging out with them because they're like, hey, let's go bowling. You like bowling? Cool. Hey, I'm in college. I'm trying to have as much free food. They said they'll pay. I said, cool. Nobody's going to take advantage of? All right. We all get along? I thought. Um, so I'm with them in there. I think it was a truck. Yes, it was a truck-looking van. And we're just about to go to the toll road, you know, paying to keep driving because we'll right. do anything to get this bowling. It's, it's after church, right? Right. And all of a sudden, she got pissed, visibly pissed, red face, looked like she was, looked like blood. That's how red her face was. Wow. I wish Obama was lynched. I hate him. Just started screaming it. And I was like, what? I, I remember there was no radio being played at the time. I didn't see or hear anything that would help her to be more racist. I'm like, where'd that come from? We weren't talking about race at all. We were just talking about what we enjoyed in church. And, you know, we talked about how cool our families were. How the, Then I said, it wasn't anything I did. She already felt that way. She just couldn't she chose not to contain it. She could contain it. She chose not to. Should have never been inside of her to begin with. I said, no. I said to myself in that moment, you did not stimulate this. You did not help this. She stimulated the evil within her. She helped the evil inside of her. I said, okay. Yeah. Internal conversation. Then the kids looked at me, recognized I'm horrified, and they just blasted their mom and dad in the car. These are white kids blasting their white parents, and the white dad was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You should uh, trying to give me the runaround of, uh, she didn't mean it. I, 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 you know, it wasn't like that. I, I, I'm going to keep talking to yeah. her. Da, 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 da. Go ahead. Yeah and, yeah, and that's the problem. Don't apologize for something she meant. You know what I'm saying? Don't apologize uh -huh. for that. And I think what it was, they were more apologetic because she meant what she said, but it was more or less, they're more embarrassed that it came out in front of you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Don't ever apologize for the way you feel because I'd rather know that you don't like me because of the color of my skin or because I'm a woman or because of whatever than for you to be laughing and grinning in my face and all of a sudden, an outburst like that. You know what I mean? Mm. No. I'd rather for you to be open and honest about it than to sit there and lie. Mm. I, can, I respect you more. I can respect you as a person more. The fact you're like, look, I don't like you because you're black. 
Okay, cool. At least you didn't sit over here and we went ha ha kumbaya and kiki and and all of a sudden something happens in the media or you see something on TV and now all of a sudden I hate you inwards. You know what I mean? So I can respect that better. I can honestly respect that better. Mm. Is that, and then after that, this same white mom was going over to me, asked her to help her bowling because I was like, well, I'm already in the car. I don't have any transportation. It was uncomfortable because after a while, they everybody stopped talking, but the kids would be looking over me, whispering, we love you, we care about you, in the name of Jesus, da 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 and even the dad would keep looking at me and I'm looking at him and say, I wish you would not look at me, but I said it non-verbally. And the mom was mouthing off, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So we went to the bowling alley. That same pastor was there. And the mom was like, oh, teach me how to bowl. How did you get the 90s and the 100s the way you bowl? So I'm helping her, even though I'm pissed. I'm still doing something kind, even though I'd rather not be kind right now. So she... Still fed me kumbaya acting. I, I didn't do the kumbaya thing. I talked where nobody got concerned, but I didn't talk as I much as I normally did. And they're like, oh, we'll have him drive you back. We'll have these same people drive you back home, the pastor everybody said. And it was different on the way back after the pizza and the lemonade. They were apologizing the whole ride. We'll take it to our house and make it up to you. Da, 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 da. Like, uh, I'd rather not, but damn. I want to see where this is going because I'm intrigued. Even though I'm like, I, I wish I'd rather not. I'm like, oh, fuck. And they yeah. were just feeding me more, and I never hung out with them again. And I said, never again will I be in this situation if I can help it. So that's what right. happened. Yeah, you, I mean, they put you in an awkward position. But like you said, I'm kind of stuck with y'all because I, y'all my ride, but I wish you had a said this before we pulled off because I sure would have got out, you know. It's, it's one of those, and I just don't get people sometimes. It's just like, I mean, I'm not the, I want to, but how can you educate people on their ignorance? Mm. If you don't know where they're coming from. Like I said, all this is taught at home. This ain't something that just, oh, I woke up one day and I just said, I don't like this. No, something transpired. Much like food. I hate peanut butter, okay? As a fact, everybody know I hate peanut butter. I can't stand the smell of it. I've never had, believe it or not, I used to eat peanut butter, okay? I got pregnant. And ate it so much, so it's just like, ugh, you know what I mean? Something transpires for people to do that. And like I was telling my husband the other day, because he was like, well, you know, yeah, you die, I agree with you, starts at home. I said, but people, especially adults, you either got to stop using that as an excuse. Because that's an excuse. When we become adults, we make choices. Uh-huh. Either you choose to still be that way or you want to evolve and try to see, you know, things different. It's choices. We have a choice. You choose to hate black people. Now, see, it was one thing growing up in your parents' house and that's just what they said you had to do. But it came a point in time in your life where you left your parents' house where you had a choice to either 
see the race for what it is or to continue on with how you were, you know what I mean, how you were taught. It's not like that. It's and I, I, I told you this story about I was at a church in Leesburg, Florida, and they had a young people night every Wednesday night Bible study. And I remember they mentioned all the white gospel musicians yeah. and white gospel groups. And they all asked me, I said, Kirk Franklin. That's truth. I was, I like Kirk Franklin's music. Right. Who is, who's Kirk Franklin? I think myself, how do you not have this sense of learning about the very gospel music that transcends race but it hasn't trans race hasn't transcended in your mind so i said oh he's won stellar awards grammys you know he he uncompromises the gospel and i was like right. i thought if i were it that way they would go "Ooh, let me go listen to him and they still didn't know who i was talking about but i knew every artist and group that was white that they talked about because at the time i just like gospel i didn't I didn't think of race. I thought of, oh, uplifting music. Cool. I didn't care about looks. But they do. You have a lot of people like that. You know, um, when it comes to music, I'm an eclectic. I like it all. Same. If, something that, if it catches my ear, especially the beat, because I like dance, if that if the beat catch me, you got me. If Same. you got one of them, right. I don't like ASAP beats. Hate them. But if you have a beat that I can... Group even too. if it's gospel, yeah, and even if it's gospel, if it's something that I can feel genuinely, I listen to it. I don't care what type of it's contemporary, whether it's you know the old school gospel, the old fashioned gospel, yeah, or if it's I jam you know, to that, yeah, yeah. So it's it doesn't matter, you know. But you have some people that this is my genre, this is what I want to stick to. I don't care who that person is. I don't. And it's just like, okay, how could you sit here and say that the people that you listen to or the artists you like is better than the artists I like? Well, you've never heard them. You don't mm. even know what it is. Now, I'm not, you know, and I'm not saying they should listen to it so it changes their mind, but at least you get a feel for what suits me. You know what I mean? But you have a lot of people like they don't care about that. It's like selfish. You know, it's like, for real, it's selfish. It's selfish and people like that I tend to disassociate with because I'm not a selfish person by far. Right. By far, I'm a selfish person by far. And I, I have a story of, that I told you about I'm getting my money straighten out at the bank, make sure I'm budgeting correctly, saving and checking right. accounts are all in order. So I'm heading back because my, uh, the Wells Fargo I was at was across from the gym I used to work out at, which were both across from my dorm if I just kept going straight that way. And all of a sudden, this car pulls up, white guy, shirtless, tattooed all over, um, rolled down the window, started screaming at me. I could tell it was racist, but I couldn't make it out. I thought at first, it, for a split second, he's drunk, and I said, 
No, no, no. This is something racist being said. Whether he's drunk or not, wrong is wrong no matter what. I was like, okay, he's drunk, so his racism coming out more. I, I looked at his mouth. I could tell it was racial epithets being thrown my way. And then mm-hmm. he rode up the window and stuck himself back in the car. Because at first when he rode it up, he put himself all the way out there, then rode it up all the way back in. I didn't. None of the drivers said anything from what I know. Maybe they did, but they were in the car, so I, I could be wrong, but that's what happened. Drop off, never saw them again. Then I have another, then I have a story of, this is a black on black issue in this one. So I'm jamming my music. I'm by, I'm by this neighborhood. I have my iPod on. iPods were very popular in my freshman year of high school. So I have my iPod on. I'm just jamming the music. I think I was jamming the Lupe Fiasco that day. So I'm, yeah, I like him. <laughs> yeah, he's cool. I like conscious rap. So he, um, I'm walking in this neighborhood. I was like, oh, I'm in the hood. I didn't know Leesburg, Florida had a hood. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Nobody's bothering me. I didn't, I don't stereotype it. I was just like, oh, I didn't know Leesburg, Florida had a hood because everywhere else doesn't look like this. Okay. All of a sudden, these black guys on the porch, hey, you, come here, come here. And they're doing the finger motion for to come here. But they're saying it so aggressively. I said, oh, shit, it's the element. Ah, goddamn. Nah, nah, man. Come on, my people. And I'm saying this internally. Then this big guy, big black guy, drooling, looking like a demonic cartoon in the face, looking at me like he wanted to do something very nasty to me. So I ran from that neighborhood, never went back there again. I ran from that neighborhood to my dorm. I didn't even stop running. I didn't even stop to run. I even just, I mean, of course, I didn't break red lights, but when the light turned green, I would just run. Right. And that's bad, you know, that you don't even feel safe being a black man in a black neighborhood because you do have a lot of neighborhoods that if you're not from the neighborhood, um, whether you, again, black, white, doesn't matter. If you're not from the neighborhood, don't know somebody personally in the neighborhood, they do. They they want to do bodily harm. There's a lot of places that, because that's just the way. That's how you know they feel real about they about they hood is when you can't get in and they don't want to let you out. You know, and it's sad, but I mean, I I don't know. You know, I I don't get it. Maybe it's for their protection. I don't know. But it's still sad, especially if you're there to mind your own business. But a lot of times, and years ago, they used to put like decoys and the police would set people in neighborhoods you know what i mean to find out who's doing what where why and how so they could have thought that hell the police is just my hands fire on it mm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. you got you got an ipad you got uh earphones on you know what i mean yeah. they don't know if there's a, a wire on the inside of that and they're listening they don't know any of that you know so who knows what they were thinking? It's just a sad situation all the way around. Mm. Yeah, and then, I mean, I know my listeners want to know, so did you ever leave that church? I did. And I remember on Sundays just being in my dorm, chilling with people or chilling with other people's dorms. I had to, 
And it was hard for me to leave it, that church because I had no transportation. And those are the nearby churches, and it's easy to leave those churches for the day after service was over to go to my dorm and not be late, not miss class, not miss my studies at all. It was painful. I never thought I would walk out of a church ever. Never done on me. Even I knew racism. I never thought it would be that bad where I'm doing something I never thought I'd do, which is leave a congregation, leave a particular part of the body of Christ. I was like, damn. Because I know... You know it, it's, it's sad because... And I know a lot of people here... Because um, like I said, I was born and raised in church. And we grew up in a Baptist church. So... Being Baptist is all I knew. But as we got older, everybody kind of, you know, my brother started going to a Lutheran church because he lives in Missouri. Um, and his wife is white. Not saying they have anything to do with it, but she was brought up Lutheran. And in the town they were in, they really didn't have, can't say that because when he was with his ex-girlfriend who was from the same town, they went to a black church. So I don't know what the whole Lutheran thing was about. I really don't even to this day. Um, but then my sister and my mom started going to church of God in Christ. And they became coaches. I'm the only one that ever stuck to my roots. You know, if I'm going to go back to step inside of a church, it'll be a black Baptist church. Because that's my belief. You know, I don't go to church right now. No. I mean, I do have my own church in my head on Sundays. I turn on my Kirk Franklin, I'm a Mary Mary, my Leanne's, yeah. You know, whatever zone I'm trying to get in or I need to be in, that's the music I'm going to go to, you know? And me and God have a, a personal relationship. That's all. See, church started in your home. Church didn't start, you know, structural building. And I think in a lot of ways, people forgot that. You know what I mean? They forgot it. They cared more about I'm about to go to the church, you know, this big million dollar church, you know, and you got to go in there with Doja and Gabbana and, you know, and all of that kind of stuff. Or like you're playing show and tell. So you forgot the true meaning of why you're there. And I think that's why a lot of churches and places have fallen under. You know what I mean? It's not about church anymore. It's about are you paying your tithe? Are you paying, you know, for this, that, and the other? And I was telling some of my good friends, because they're real big in church, but I don't know nobody who is, because at one point I was too. And they're like, well, yeah, we had to send our tithe in. I said, John, ain't been to church in almost a year since the pandemic. Why are you paying tithe? Well, you still supposed to pay tithe. I said, why? Churches are non-denominational, some. I said, but they're also nonprofits. They get grants. They get all that kind of stuff to keep them doors open. You don't have to give them absolutely anything. If they do what they're supposed to do, the government gives them a certain amount of money. It may not be a lot, not, you know, it might be just enough to keep the lights on, but you still get money. Why y'all tight and y'all ain't step foot in there? Ain't been here in almost a year. I'm like, I don't understand this. I don't get it. I will not give it to you. Why won't? And I have an, a recent update on the pastor. Um, so I got in contact back with this person in 2019. 
and some time during shortly during the fall of 2019 I think it was late November early December I said to myself what am I doing talking with this person why am I texting him why am I sending him um photos and sermons of church events and church sermons and why am I sending him Christian material over YouTube I'm like he never really asked he never talked about what happened or anything and I just quietly ended that relationship I said I well it's pretty out there now it's no longer quiet but he, he right. doesn't know I just I just couldn't do it I said well, no. did you ever think about addressing the issue? Like, yes. Or, do you, or I, you were afraid of? I was. I, I wasn't afraid. I was just more of. But now, I don't mean afraid like that. I mean afraid as in your own reaction, because you know how when you do like not you personally, but when a person does certain stuff, and we already know, like you said, when you had that awkward silence. Pastor, nobody said nothing. He didn't even do any of that. That made you feel some type of way. You know, you already had your mind made up. You feel the same way. Uh, I wasn't afraid of reaction. I just felt like something told me this is not going to do me any good. You know, because I was so into, oh my God, I'm reconnecting with this person. Then uh, it, it dawned on me. But that memory came back. I guess I may have repressed it because I was so angry. Uh, that happens. Then that memory came back in that moment, and I said, "I'm going to stop this. This is I, yeah. Helpful. Maybe you should have. Maybe you should have addressed it a little bit. You know, not just because, like you said, it's probably sounds like it's suppressed a little bit because you did get so angry. And sometimes when we get angry, it's better for us to try to forget." Than it is for me to remember. I get it, but I—I I mean, me personally, if it hadn't been me and I had an opportunity, I probably wouldn't even address it either. I'm just gonna be completely honest with you, because it's like it's over and done with. I really don't care, because in that moment, even if you felt something different, in that moment, you had an opportunity to express that, but you didn't. And I think that's more of the issue is the fact that. You teach self-love as a pastor. You teach us to love one another and treat each other equal. But yet, what you just shared, just said right now, well, not you per se, but the rest of your, you know, the people that you deal with just proves different and you said nothing. And you know what I mean? I know some people have said you should have. I'm like, but if you're not willing to speak up for me, and you prove to me that I I mean why because in my um, view I think the pastor brought up to me first like hey I'm sorry I dropped the ball as a man of God when it came to you I'm like something say something you know what I mean don't just give me awkward silence don't just act like it doesn't exist some years that went by and all of a sudden, oh, hey, you don't let that da, 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 da. And, it's, and like you said, all of a sudden you just thought about it like, damn, this is the same person 
that when I needed you to say something, you did nothing. So I agree with you. We don't have nothing to talk about. I don't need no apology. I don't need no explanation because you had ample time to do it then. Now, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate. If it's haunting him inside, like, you know, I know I should have said something, hear him out. But if he's not willing to address the issue and come to you first, it's like it's over and done with. I know where I stand. I knew where I stood that night when you said nothing. And I know the, all this time later, it still means nothing. Because you would have said something by now. It shouldn't have took you, you know, and the fact that he still hasn't said anything when you tried to, you know, get back in contact, just let you know that to him it was water under the bridge. You agreed. And when I look at it, you agreed. And that's not cool. Even if you agreed, you should have still said something. Wow. Like, hey, agreed. Quiet. That, uh, uh, let me say you're respected for being outward about it. Uh, I feel a tinge. Inside, I, I see where it comes from. I'm just like, but the audacity to just be out and open about your bigotry and the floodgates of it is just damn. But yeah, I see where it's I mean, coming from, though. But damn, yeah, because if you say nothing, you know what I'm saying? If you don't voice your opinion, because it is your opinion, it, it's no wrong or right answer, it's how you feel, even if he agreed with it. He should have stood out of respect. Because like I said, I'd rather for somebody to tell me, I don't like you because of the color of your skin. I don't like you because you're a woman. I'd rather for you to be open and honest with me because I know where I stand. At that moment, you already know. So there goes them choices again. You can either choose to deal with this person or not deal with this person. But a person cannot like you for your skin color and still respect your views. You see what I'm saying? They just don't like the fact that you're this way or that way in that moment when they were making them comments he as a man of god had an obligation to you at that moment hey we're not going to do that he didn't have to get into a whole speech he didn't have to do none of that he could at least say hey no we're not going to do that say something but instead, you said nothing, and it was just awkward. Okay, so what you up there in that pulpit saying is actually a fluke. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. Because you just allowed ungodliness to hurt me. Yeah, you go. And that's, so no, I mean, if they didn't address it, if he didn't address it then, you shouldn't have to. You're the one that's owed the apology. You were the one that was put in a situation that you should never have been put in. You know, so that lets you know when if you hadn't have been there, that conversation, he would have been all in. It would have mm. been like, yeah, you know, da da die. They would have got into so much depth. But the fact that it slipped, mm. it wouldn't have meant for you to hear. Meant for you to, yeah, it wasn't meant for you to actually hear. Because if somebody could come off on the slip of a tongue to say something in that caliber, that's their that's their conversation. That's their routine conversation. I was about to say that. And then the, Don, and the reason why I had to also leave the church 
that church was promoting GOPism. And thank you, thank you for your face. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of them talk about how awesome Tucker Carlson is. Really? <laughs> Let that sink and marinate. Fox really? News fans. Oh, no. Not a fan. No. Thank you. Thank you. So you already knew what the conversation was. You already know. It's just, like I said, it wasn't meant for it to come out in front of you. Because that's just the thing. That's just the dinner talk. You know how you got certain people that when you go to dinner, you talk about certain things. And that's theirs. (laughs) There's no other way to put it. That was their conversation. And so if that's the way they feel, be unapologetic for it. Yes. But at the same time, it was still disrespectful that nobody actually stood up. It was almost like they were saying that they were right for saying it. Okay, you might have been right for saying it, but you didn't have your right to say that in front of me and still want to be in my face. You know what I mean? How can I take you serious or be a part of anything when I know you have a problem with my skin color? Mm. Because if I I keep, if I let that go and keep going, you're going to start calling me the N-word. That's going to come out. That that, that was next. That was next. That's a no-no. That's a no-no. And then I have one, I have one more story because that makes me think about how I was always the black mascot, the mascot of our race, to the point where they they opened members of other church that didn't openly admit it to me. Well. I never really got to interact with black people growing up, and I still haven't. And I said, so are you telling me I'm the very first black person you ever interacted with? Well, well, yeah. And I said, how come you didn't make an effort before? You're right, I should have. You know, I, I failed Jesus miserably. I should have done what the Great Commission said, go out to the world, make disciples of nations, and talk to all kinds of people, no matter what their color no matter what their color was. And um, and that's sad. I mean, because you're what? You're in your 20s, right? I was tw- yeah, I'm 27. I was tw- 19, 20. But, but still, even for somebody my age, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. To even come up and say... I have never interacted with a black person before like that. What a one pissed me off. Yes, I so, felt that. That's gonna piss me off because you're at an age where you could be when well, you ask it, so you never tried to. No. So my next question is what the hell are you trying to do for now? What is this conversation about now? And I know Jesus is disappointed. No, Jesus is not disappointed. You disappointed, because I'm not. Don't put Jesus in this. That was your choice. He gave you the same choices he gave me. It was either you were going to get to know me as a person to get past the color of my skin or you was going to be who you are now. Don't, I'm like, you were the token black man. That's what it was. You were a token black man and that's Damn. how you see it. So they, when, they, 
when they were coming up to you doing all that kind of stuff, it was just like, okay, he's here. This is the right thing to do. I really don't interact with black people because if you hadn't seen either one of them on a different type of setting, there probably wouldn't have been no conversation. They probably wouldn't even have spoken to you because one, they probably would, didn't want the people they were around to know that, oh, I finally interacted with a black person. And it's really sad that people still exist like that. And and then it was they, basically, I had to tell them, it's not my job to educate you on Black people and the beauty of us. But the, at first, they started asking questions. I started answering in sentence. I said, no, it's not my job. That's your job. Because it dawned on me about the, um, the talks that my family would have at the table. That popped in my head. That's why I stopped missing. And it, that's not my job. That's your job. You should have known about my people the entire time you chose not to and you and I even told them you can't call yourself a Christian because you're not one well you know what you hit it right on the nose but let me tell you that racist white woman from last week I told her the same thing that you just said that's how you gonna classify yourself as a Christian when you have a problem with minorities I said don't do that Go, go, Vita. You cannot do that. That is like blasphemy. It's like kind of, you see a pole, you better slide on over because it's getting ready to fall. You can't do that. And I tell everybody, even on my own podcast, educate, educate, educate. When you don't know something about someone or something, you Google anything else, what's the problem? (laughs) Self-educate. Exactly. What is the problem? Learn a little bit about us. And we're really, and I'm gonna be honest. So everybody listening, y'all probably gonna be like, "How she got that? She a black woman, and she don't." I don't celebrate Black History Month, like February, because let me explain something to you. I'm black every month. I Not celebrate. Just in February. I, I celebrate Black History every day. Yeah, <laughs> thank I'm you. I'm black every day. My- Not just one particular month. Oh, they gave us a month. Okay, y'all gave us one month, and y'all gave us the shortest <laughs> month. Let's be clear. That's bullshit. And you, right. And now you give us the shortest month, but look at all the other holidays that they have throughout the year. Look. I don't celebrate I don't celebrate uh Valentine's Day. I was like, okay, people now keep in mind, y'all. <laughs> Halloween is my favorite holiday. Love Halloween. I used to be a prankster when I was young. Not so much now that I'm old. Now that I got old got scary. Don't judge me. <laughs> but I love Halloween. I like theatrics. I like the costumes. I like all the, the horror flicks. Horror flicks is my thing. But people, oh, well, that's the devil thing. Make it go out to make it. It's candy. What the hell are you talking about? These kids, listen, as a kid, we didn't know nothing about <laughs> no devil. <laughs> no, we just we need to dress up as our favorite character and go get us some free candy that our parents, who was their show, not about to go get for that's what it was about. I said, but yeah, I celebrate Valentine's Day. Well, that's Love Day. Y'all must not know too much about the same Valentine's Day master, do you? Do your research and your homework on holidays. Well, Halloween is a Wiccan day. It's a Wiccan holiday for the pagans and the Wiccans and all of that. They all get together and celebrate 
to swear off either. But yeah, it's devil's day. Come on, man. Educate yourself. Before you even say anything, educate yourself. But there's so many people that do not know that. They don't know it. They're like, uh-uh. uh-huh. It's in a book. Read it. So there's a lot of things that I don't. President's Day, I don't care who in the White House. Uh, that's your day. I'm not the president. So you know what I mean? I, I don't uh, any of that. I don't celebrate Columbus Day. I don't think he discovered America. I can go on and on. In fact, uh, there were black people here way before Columbus. Uh, and Native Americans, but everybody was here. I get right, why. Right. Right. Why? Because he had enough money to put it on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, and it's like, okay, it's a lot of things that they used to teach in school they don't teach. I think that every school, now some schools here, um, there's a couple here. And I, I say couple very lightly. Um, I know a couple high schools and a couple elementary schools. They need to have a black history course for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. We learn about um, North America. We learn about South America. We learn about all these European countries, these everything. But you don't, and I'm not talking about just Africa. Some of us didn't come from Africa, people. I, I'm just putting it out there. I was born in the United States. I've never been to Africa. I don't speak African. I can, I'm from the United States, born raised in the United States. Only thing they teach about is Dr. Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman, and Africa. Very <laughs> <laughs> for real. Come wow. on, now you, now you know, growing up, <laughs> that's all they taught. Everything else that we learned, we've learned at home, or we self-taught ourselves to educate ourselves on who, what, where, why, and how. Other than that, that's all you know. You know about Martin Luther King? Everybody know about Martin Luther King. You know about Harry Tubman? The Underground Railroad. That's all they can ever tell you about. Wow. Then, Africa, then they talk about Africa. They, they touch on all of them. But it's like, that's all they do. That's, that's all it is. And they only teach you probably that in the month of February. You learn about all of that in the month of February. Mm. There's so much more to being black and brown. Yes. And um... one day I'm going to give everybody a history lesson. Because some of the products that uh, some of y'all using, it was probably created by a black woman or a black man. Cultural appropriation, people. But go ahead. Yeah, that, that's yeah, that, that that's all it is, you know. And I think that if some people educate themselves more, maybe there'll be less hate. Also, you're you're using logic, which is something a lot of people are unfamiliar with. Uh, (laughs) You know, some people don't have common sense. (laughs) Come on, now some people ain't got common sense. I used to tell people, you ain't got sense, God gave a cabbage. Well, God didn't give a cabbage a brain. Oh, I mean, really, I mean, so it's about educating yourself, you know? We live in a day and age where we shouldn't feel like we're going back 200 years. 
Motherfuckers are stupid. <laughs> As hell. Yeah. It's like, damn, where have you been? Uh, what school did you go to? Did you even go to school? Because some of this is just basic. <laughs> like, yeah. Really? You know, and I think this pandemic was a blessing and a curse. And I Agreed. That, I've been saying that since it started, but go ahead. Yeah. It's a blessing and a curse. It's a curse because people lost their lives. And, and relatives. And... Yeah. People lost lives. People are still sick. If you ever had it, your symptoms do not go away. I've had it. And like, I'm sick right now, but I don't have COVID. I'm asthmatic. So it worked on my lungs pretty bad. But it was a blessing because people actually got a chance. Some, let me take that back. Some people who actually know logic and have common sense actually got a chance to sit back and watch movies. They got a chance to read. People learned how to communicate again. You see, I couldn't, you couldn't go to the store, you couldn't go to the bar, you couldn't go somewhere to meet somebody. You actually had to use your phone and use your words. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I have a landline. I've been having a landline forever. Sometimes I forget I have a landline and a cell phone because I'm old school. Because <laughs> whatever phone is closest to me is the one I'm probably going to grab to say, hey, what da 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 da, whatever. This pandemic taught people how to communicate again. I think some people are so lost because of modern technology and all this modern everything. In a sense, people got spoiled. This pandemic should have reminded everybody that, listen, as good and easy as God gave it to you, baby, he can take it away. Learn how to talk to one another. Gratitude. Learn how to talk to one. It's called communicate. Everything. And I'm a texting queen. I love text. But I'll pick up the phone and call you too. Like me and my homegirls, we'll pick up the phone and we'll call each other before we'll text. I'm and the same should, way. Me too. Yeah. The only time that we don't do it, if I'm at work or we're busy or whatever, Life we'll, pick and we'll text forever. Yeah. We'll text for a while. But people got a chance to actually communicate. They had so many different films, like the, the Malcolm X film. They got what? Um, Malcolm and Marie or somebody. I still haven't seen it. You know, you have so many different flicks that have come out that's just catered to Black people. And I, listen, guys, I don't get paid by no means to tell y'all any of this or what you should watch, what you should not watch. That's not what this is about. I'm just saying, if you want to educate yourself and you don't want to read a book, because some people don't like to read books, I'm one of them. I wrote one, y'all, but I still don't like to read. Thank you, law school. <laughs> when you read so much, it's just like, I don't want to do this. But if it's a book that actually catches my attention, I'll sit there and read it. And I won't put it down until it's done. But for those who hooked on Netflix, Hulu, Tubi, and the rest of that other stuff. There's so many things on there that you can sit down to educate yourself, to form your own opinion about different 
nationalities and races and colors, not just black folks, everybody. Versus you already formed opinion because that's what your mom and daddy did. That's that's who they are. That's who grandpa and grandpa is. And that's not cool. We live in a world where we have resources. We live in a world where your ass should know better. And do better. In order to do better, you got to know better. And if you don't know better and not willing to do better, things won't get better. It's that simple. You know, and I like I tell everybody, I don't mind meeting people or whatever. Like we, we met have... during a pandemic. How about that? Richard right. during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We're, it's a pandemic going on and we're still podcasting. Speaking of which, they have a podcast convention uh, in like July, August. I want to say where it's like 5,000 different podcasters. So all the podcasters in the world get together and it's basically kumbaya. You get to meet different people. You know, you can set up a booth. You network. And I'm all about networking. I'm all about it. Yes. (laughs) I'm all about it. So I was like, ooh, I need to let them know. We have a convention coming up. And Lord willing, I'll I want to try to be as convincing because I would love to meet some of the people that I've listened to in the past or currently listen to, you know, that's how people, that's how you get sponsors. And that's how you develop a fan base because their fans become your fans and vice versa. You know, I eat, you eat. <laughs> yeah, basically. And I want to do a show on mine um, soon uh, about, um, I'm not a crime junkie, and I like crime junkie, y'all. Shout out to Snap, crime junkie. Love scoring kills, <laughs> the ID channel. Yes. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. I love crime junkie. Um, but I want to do one like ghost stories, because I got some. Let me oh. tell you about it. Yeah, I, 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 I watched it with my mom and dad for years, so I'm down. Yeah, I got some ghost stories. You know, and like I told everybody, for this year, I'm going to try to flip things up a little bit. I'm not going to always talk about serious stuff or whatever, because even if I talk to y'all, to y'all turn blue, black, and pink in the face. Until you make the initiative to try to make some change, this is not going to happen. It just won't. The only person that can change is me. And I have. I really have. I am a stronger and better person today than I was, I can honestly say, about a year ago. That's, that, that means you did right with the time you have. Yeah, that's yeah. not supposed to work. It's, it's supposed to, but you know how some people is. Even with a pandemic, they still want to go out there and show their ass. Like, dude, really? Sit down somewhere. <laughs> what? Who does this? You know? But um, I do, but I, I really want to, you know, start interacting with other I mean, I want to go to the convention to, to see who's there, who's doing what, interact, you know, or whatever. It, I mean, it's a podcast convention, and it's just like, okay, regardless of if you have a podcast that has millions of viewers to just a couple, this is probably the place to be. It's called networking. That's all it is. Now, before we go, is it, it, what is, is it free? Is there some payment? How do... You know what? I don't know. 
um, I will get all the details. I'm going to research all the details. I happened to start getting emails today. And as you know, I was watching my grandson, so it's hard to watch the emails and <laughs> do everything else. And plus, I was dealing with work stuff, too, that I really wasn't supposed to be doing. But anyway, um, <laughs> what? I like to work, guys. I really do. When I'm at home, it's just like, I love my house. Don't get me wrong. But when you're so used to actually working and doing something, it's like, oh, I'm bored. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those. Um, I'll get you the details on it um, as far as that's concerned. It might be like a small fee, depending on what you're trying to do. Like if you want a booth up or whatever. So I'm going to get all the details that I possibly can. And what I'll do is I'll print them off and I'll scan them, then I'll email them to you. So that way you can actually read the literature instead of me saying, well, hey, it's like da-da-da-da. Because I'm a visual person sometimes. Sometimes I, I need to see it like, okay, so I can get a better understanding of what's going on. So I will do that. And, um, you know, we can go from there. You know, it's the country's letting back open, guys. But listen. I don't care if you have a vaccine or not. Sit your ass down. You can still get it. You're spreading it. We've had you laugh because I am so real. Don't laugh because I am so for real. We've had right here in Omaha, Nebraska, we've had within two weeks, 1,500 new cases. And a lot of people are vaccinated. Just because you have a vaccination does not mean you cannot spread the virus sit your ass down i don't want to go visit nobody that important if you want to see me zoom teams duo something i mean how in the hell are we supposed to get this under control but i think jojo uncle jojo if i call joe biden president biden uncle jojo he needs to shut this damn country down shut it down for about a month and everybody, the economy, the economy. What good is the economy going to do if your ass dead? You're still lost. Shut it down for about a month so we can get a better grip on everything. Because you have other countries that are up and running just fine. They got minimal cases before the vaccine. We got to do something. We got to do something. There you, something. there you have it, folks. We had a wonderful episode. Yeah. yeah. The phone rings and babies. Now let y'all guys know that we're human. <laughs> and we live real life. Yeah, damn life. right. <laughs> we, live, we live real life. I will look that up. I want to thank everybody for just listening to me on Sonio's show. It has been a pleasure as always. We got to get you back online so we got to figure out our audio thing. We got to figure something out here. Yes. And, um, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. I have more other stories to tell you about my growth and evolution and why I'm podcasting. That'll be our next one on your program. We can do that. Yes. 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 So we're going to do that. As a matter of fact, we need to work on our audio so we can go ahead and get that done in a couple of days. So that way people can get to know what we do, why we're doing what we do, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. All right, I mean, I will send you everything Zoom related to you so you can yeah. put it on your show too. That's how we do it. We'll just that's how we do it. <laughs> All right, <laughs> take care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>